Hey, this is Ross Payton with Role Playing Public Radio. This is a special preview of our newest RPPR Patreon exclusive series, Don't Cross the Stream. In every episode of Don't Cross the Stream, we look at a movie or a TV show on a streaming site like Netflix, and uh, then we not only review it, we also figure out how to take the material out of it into, and make it into something gameable. Uh, new mechanics for existing games, uh, mini games. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it. So the episode you're about to listen to, episode two, is Chronicles of the Ghostly Tribe, a Chinese summer blockbuster movie from 2015 that is <laughs> quite entertaining. And uh, we created a mini game for it, uh, which, of course, uh, the PDF, you, you will have to uh, back the patron to see. Uh, but Bridget wrote a great little mini game for it. But um, you... Uh, if you like this, if you like this episode, please back uh, Patreon. We have uh, four episodes right now, and we'll ha- put out a new one every month. Um, so, again, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting uh, Roleplaying Public Radio, and enjoy. Hey, this is Ross Bain with Roleplaying Public Radio. This is RPPR Don't Cross the Stream. Uh, this episode is Chronicles of the Ghostly Tribe, a 2015 <laughs> Chinese summer blockbuster movie. Uh, epic, I think, needs to be in there Epic. It, it is definitely very epic. Yeah, this is up there with the Odyssey and the Iliad, frankly. <laughs> uh, it is based on a series of books uh, that... Apparently it oh, was not. Oh no, shit! That yeah. honestly explains a lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was not very well based on, not very accurately based on them. Apparently, according to the Wikipedia entry. Uh, but and oh there's my a, god! Yeah. To be fair, yeah. it, it was like three great movies cobbled together <laughs> into one two-hour thing. Mess. Yeah, yeah. It's that 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 made everything fit together. Because like watching this movie, the one thing that really struck me is that it was like someone. It felt. Uh, I mean, it felt like somebody who couldn't figure out what they wanted to do was just like, yeah, let's throw in some fire bats and some demons. And <laughs> well, like, yeah, well, we're, we let's got, let, we're not to, even at the fire bats yet. Let, let's, we uh, got to the yes, final did Harry Potter location. all at once. <laughs> we, got to, we got to the final location and we did the ritual and everyone died. And I was like, wait, there's still like an hour and a half of this movie left. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> the right? first act. The first act. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have with us uh, Bridget uh, Faye uh, from, you know, Thrilling Intent, Third Wheel, thank you. And, yeah, uh, of from, course, you know, that thing. That thing, <laughs> that thing that you do. Uh, of course, Thad and uh, Caleb, because uh, uh, Caleb, you, of course, had a lot of great alternate titles for this uh, <laughs> that you were sort of live uh, emailing us about. I think the PDF just be Ka- Caleb's email chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what were some of your uh, alternate titles for this uh, movie, just to give us a little... Uh, at the Mountains of Marxism. <laughs> yes! That's, um, I think, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, it's like Maoists in the Hollow Earth or something like <laughs> Maoists in Middle Earth. That's it. Uh, oh, this is alive and he's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that character that just heroically sacrificed themselves again? Uh, Captain, Captain, okay, Captain, Captain Zong, heroically sacked himself and then Fatty is, is the uh, slightly taller version of him that can sing. Uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> they totally reused the same character type. Uh, uh, one, uh, one I didn't put is Welcome to Oil Town, because uh, <laughs> God, God, they wanted me to know what that billboard was called. <laughs> like, the oh. last shot of the film when they're moving away from Oil Town and they show the billboard again, I was real disappointed that they did not, <laughs> Look, for the I fourth think, time, think translate that this was fucking Oil Town. I think, I think it's important to by the end of this, this we role. do need to figure out who runs oil town 
<laughs> well, oh, the, the, the monsters, apparently. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the beginning of the movie, uh, we first, we start with this montage. Uh, well, actually, no, 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 wait. It, one of the, one of the most important things to point out at the beginning, especially considering all the things that are about to follow, is that this is based on a work of fiction. Yeah. None of this is true. Thank you for telling <laughs> oh, me that. Thank movie. you, Thad. For that. This wasn't a documentary? Yeah. Look, the, I, I, I had to go back and check, but yeah, the, what, the first title card that popped up was, this is a work of fiction. <laughs> Um, yeah, you kind of wonder if this is some sort of regulation because they're talking about the Chinese government and everything. So, like, the Chinese, oh, like, God. say, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was yeah. super curious about that. Um, because, yeah, anyway, uh, so it begins with this montage of, uh, talking about the, yeah, Unit 749, I think, uh, which is yeah, a, a list of Delta Green Ops, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the Chinese secret arche uh, crypto archaeology, uh, unit within the military, apparently. Apparently, or government that uh, digs up really weird shit uh, for reasons, and <laughs> well, because they started yeah. doing it, and you can't just quit once you get into it. Yeah, apparently. Right? Uh, Plus, and it's, it's totally yeah. fucking sweet. It <laughs> is totally fucking sweet. I mean, it's the first sort of gaming bit of fodder you can use. Is like. One that's a mission campaign scenario setup is you were a Chinese archaeologist on secret military Chinese arche archaeological expedition. Well, you don't even yeah, you didn't even need to have like secret Chinese military. Like like literally like you can start any modern campaign with so someone dug up dragon bones and just go from there. Like <laughs> any system, any setting, like that's interesting. Yeah. Like this is this movie is better than the entire first season of Iron Fist. Uh, <laughs> easily, easily. And yet it has basically the the same core of the plot by the way there's dragon bones <laughs> uh, so yeah. oh my god so like i think i think like if you if you need something to like i don't know really chew on as far as gamifying mm -hmm. uh i think the thing to look for here is ancient chinese history because i'm sure that there's a lot of like oh yeah there was you know this person they're said to have been buried with a horrible horrible curse <laughs> that's true yeah, see, uh, I, I think one of the first things is uh character attrition yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we definitely need to talk about that this is definitely sort of a dungeon crawl classic sort of mode yeah of, that's, like, that's exactly yeah. what i was thinking have, i like man. the way that a, a maoist work camp explains the weird skill sets of a pc like because you know you know all the people carrying those wheelbarrows were just like doctors or yeah. astronomers <laughs> or something before well, yeah. the, the great reas you know readjustment and then they got sent to i don't we know can Nigeria to now, dig holes Caleb, it's fine. and look for uh, to look for dragon bones so like that's why you have a, a chinese doctor with the hair of dr cornell west for some reason <laughs> who's also a pretty good shot with an ak47 <laughs> they're all in the army all, all of these insane uh, all these insane character classes like uh, that's a good uh, point um, that's actually another interesting the first thing i was thinking about is that this starts in 1979 in the cultural revolution and you know here in the west that's like a very serious topic and we wouldn't want to make you know light of it or anything else they uh, make it seem like a great Time. Yeah, oh they're God. nostalgic for musical. it. They're straight up a musical. <laughs> they they literally they have little workers cheerleaders and they're yeah. rousing anthems to the people. <laughs> they right. they like, play it up so the much last. accordion music. <laughs> so much. Well, yeah, they play it perfectly because like you've got like you know like people like digging rocks and stuff or whatever, and they've got the cheer girls. But then like literally like people just fall over and just are die. dying <laughs> of heat stroke. Die. Like so. 
it's it's very aware of what's going on there. Yeah, it's yeah. totally fascinating in the opening. But it's kind of, I mean, to me, the way I was thinking of it is like, well, you know, on the other hand, Hogan's Heroes was actually about a POW camp World War II, <laughs> and we were laughing at that. So, like, this is their equivalent of it. They're like, ah, we can laugh about it because, you know, it happened to us. And Hogan's uh, Heroes didn't even have dragon bones. Yeah, it didn't even have dragon bones. So, um, yeah, they, they played up for laughs, and then we introduce our hero who is, uh, you know, just hauling dirt around for this expedition in a wheelbarrow uh, until they find dra- – literally, they, they, they drag out massive dragon bones out of this uh, tunnel – uh, that they're digging in, and like they yeah. they either had a lot of faith in how uh, much power they had over the average workers, or all of those people were going to be killed when this was over. Because like, oh, oh yeah, no, we're just going to have the dragon bones out in the open and be like, hey, don't look over here. I, I legit thought after the mine explosion that this is just like a sneaky way to get people to volunteer for purges because <laughs> like. Because mine explosions are pretty common things, especially in the areas of, like, you know, Marxist countries with not great safety records. But, like, so the idea that they, like, they need to be locked inside the mine and be armed is insane. Like, as far as most of them know, with the exception of the doctor, they're just going into a coal mine. That has some dragon bones in it. And then, like, you have the entire brigade, like, saluting them and locking them inside as they <laughs> mine the entrance. I don't know. Like, like, somebody's just, like, uh, got a sneaky strategy for Stalinist purges. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've read an ocean manual. Lock them in a mine shaft, and you're done. Yeah. Sorry, I've read an ocean manual before. I'm pretty sure that's exactly detailed. <laughs> lock people in with handguns just in case. Yeah, yeah, and lay the anti-tank mines at the entrance. Um, yeah, so there's an expl- after they dig out the dragon bones, there's an explosion, uh, and as they dig people out, they they clear it out, and they decide, oh, we need to send a new team in to find out what caused the explosion. And then the main character, his Here, his here's a, here's well, a spoiler wait, was alert. it like let's send a new team in, or was it like? God damn! People keep walking into these mines and exploding. Let's scrap together what's left and send them in and hope they don't die too. <laughs> uh, no, they they specifically say the, they they know the explosion was not caused by our error. It was caused you know by something it, it unknown. Was, it was caused by non-traditional fire. <laughs> yeah, non-traditional fire. By. Non-traditional fire. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, my favorite wizard spell. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a lot of that in this movie, actually. Um, yeah, so... the, I said that a lot oh while God. watching because, like, it, that is that is not traditional fire <laughs> so they they the main hero volunteers because he's got a crush on the nurse who volunteers and the nurse of course is the daughter of the cornell west uh secret archaeologist guy and we uh, know pro- that yeah. she's yeah. gonna be a main character because she's the only girl in the camp that is not literally covered in dirt yeah that's <laughs> that's a good point that's true um, oh. You gotta keep those main characters nice and polished. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's something I want to touch on, like later, though. Okay, uh, I'm putting a pin in that. Uh, so, and then of course the the uh, the fat uh, comic relief guy, Captain who, Sun. Yeah, Captain Sun also volunteers because he's friend because <laughs> he's friend with the hero. Captain Sun. Captain Sun was the player character who tries his fucking damnedest to stop the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, so I, felt, I, felt, I felt a lot of uh, camaraderie with Captain. Yeah, that was like that was like Caleb's too. character during the first session of Gate Nine. My <laughs> favorite, <laughs> my favorite part of it is him is him quashing the flame with his body and saying like, "It's called the Demon Pagoda." <laughs> Don't happening. turn on the Demon Pagoda. Yeah, why would you do that? Line at Demon Pagoda. Yeah, why would you do that? 
It's literally in the title. Um, it's not the happy pagoda. It's not the nice pagoda. It's the demon pagoda. And, and Captain Sun didn't even want to volunteer. It was after like yeah. Kubai was he, like, he, oh, I'll volunteer to follow this girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he, he's just following the guy who's following the girl. Um, and then we he's following her dad. Remember, um, evil mad scientist daughter who is used right. for experimentation. That's totally not a trope that comes up in this. <laughs> Which oh, I mean, by, by the way, I mean that's that's a good you know game setup to keep people from hijacking the plot. Is no, you all have weird established character relationships, and you have to go along with my bullshit now. Yeah, huh? yeah, uh, the, yeah. That's kind of like a power by the apocalypse thing, where like your character has a relationship. So like, I have to look after you know character one because he's oh, a yeah, fucking no. idiot. Oh god, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the rollout. Like yeah, yeah. the the. <laughs> The uh, the mind sequence before yeah. they enter the tunnel, mm-hmm. that's like character gen. Mm-hmm. That's like oh yeah, they're yeah. all just like, Oh yeah, this one this one died on camera, so clearly they're not a PC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I rolled a seven, so this woman is my true love now because of uh-huh. reasons. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Well I guess on the random table, uh Captain Sun has to follow you into the mine. Yep. <laughs> well, also, also very quickly for random tables, it kind of seems like the dungeon dressing was like entirely random tables because it's like somebody rolled what? and said hand, and then the uh, the character was like hand, like there's just a hand, there's just a hand laying on mine equipment somewhere. Uh, yes. Yeah, this movie is surprisingly gruesome for what I think is a summer blockbuster kind of movie. Uh, there's there's yeah the the random body parts. There's some a lot of the red shirt NPCs who are literally red shirt because. You know, communist revolution. Um, uh, oh, I thought that was when they catch fire. I they they, they catch they fire. Die, they get they impaled. Die pretty horribly. Like throughout oh. the movie, the minor characters do oh, not yeah, the, have it. The well. guy who got killed on the ice spike was a good one. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. They did die in some fantastic ways. <laughs> well, the best. Okay. The best part about the ice spike one is not only does he die, but then his blood lubricates the slope for the other <laughs> characters <laughs> to slide through. <laughs> I, I did not catch a detail. But that is, yeah. Oh wow, it was great. That's a great little <laughs> stunt mechanic. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, they get they get to the mine. It opens up into this massive underground space that they uh, rope down, and then it opens up to a new set of mountains that apparently uh, in, in the mountains of the mountains of madness. Yeah, now. yeah. We're so going, it's, we're going it, layers deep. They're on the other it's side like, of the the original mountain. He's like fucking double Agartha. It's, yeah. it's wild. <laughs> Uh, and we get a brief shot of a big dinosaur monster thing that is sort of lumbering away in the distance. Yeah, there's like that a, it's got this like Shadow like of the Colossus, like, I don't give a shit about the player wandering around. Yeah. Okay. I thought when I first saw it in the water, I thought it looked like 1998 American Godzilla a little bit because of the way it's not wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, uh, when it was can in the we water, talk about right after the ice slope? Yeah. When we cut to him on a train. Yeah, like, I can't believe I survived that. And then we go back. <laughs> oh my god! It was the like, weirdest flash forward. It was, ever. was, it was like I, there's I, too I, much there's too much tension in this scene right now. We didn't make sure everyone's okay, and so they just tell the audience, "Don't worry, I get out." That <laughs> was like, go, and then they go back to the scene. But they do. It's not a plot hole because really, they do refer to really, it later. They do. Explain, well, I mean, we. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we go back to that train later for an incredibly sad moment. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, okay, so have, has anybody here played Blades in the Dark or anything like that? Where, Not like, yet. okay, well, a well, big mechanic in Blades of the Dark is you, uh, when you encounter a problem, you have a flashback explaining why you have a thing that helps you deal with the problem. Mm. In this movie, ah. it's more like, 
You encounter a problem, flash forward to immediately disperse all tension, <laughs> flash back to the problem. That I mean, happens in Resident Evil 6, actually. Um, Chris has a flashback to when all of his NPC friends died, and then <laughs> he's so upset about it that he remembers he had a shotgun then, and then he has a shotgun in the present. Like, I feel like that's the same kind of See, the, the greatest kind of mechanic. The greatest inversion of that of all time is throughout Metal Gear Solid 3, if you ever kill someone who shouldn't be dead in the future, the game ends and the colonel from the future yells at you for creating a time paradox. <laughs> God. Uh yeah, I like yeah, that's actually a really good idea, the flash. So, like it's a like it's a moxie or willpower point you can spend to say, yeah, no, a flash forward to the future. I'm yeah, fine. I live through this, goddammit. <laughs> but but hang this. on, like yeah. they flash yeah. back and flash forward because they because they yeah. flash they flash to the train again later right. for a sad yeah. moment. But they also flash back to everyone falling into the canyon because yeah. like, by the way, <laughs> supernatural shit happens happened here but we're not going to tell you about it until the last 10 yeah, minutes or, or like here's my theory the gm got a little too into Drunk. it and started <laughs> killing everyone like yeah. so he tpks when everyone falls into the canon and dies and then like well <laughs> then there's two hours like... left in game night what do we do and he's like well you flash forward you some Someone makes it, and then suddenly everyone's alive in the canyon again. And then, and then he proceeds to start murdering them again. And then we don't find out the explanation till the yeah, last non-leveled monsters until he gets down to one, and he's like, "Okay, that guy makes it out for reasons because you know he's only he's part of the ghostly tribe. Yeah, he's only two hundred feet below the water <laughs> yeah. with a fucking dragon eating on his an, girlfriend, and then the suddenly you're just like, and now you're back in the tent hospital. Like, <laughs> God. so I've got two ideas as far mm -hmm. as gamifying. Uh, one idea is basically Dungeon Crawl Classics does this, where you like, you know, you you send in people to the meat grinder. Yeah, but I think we could take it a step further. I think it. Something that happens a lot in this movie is all of the random NPCs and escort like people throw themselves <laughs> into death for <laughs> no real reason other than to die and to. Oh shit! I just realized death. I don't have a name. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Basically, like so, it it may be some sort of like gamer system where it's like a big dungeon and you just you know throw all of your friends into the traps you know what the trap does but you know well I, i'm kind of into this but i have a theory that the movie itself progresses through the game group's timeline because uh -huh. everyone's basically playing the same characters but yeah. as you get further along in the 80s and 90s each character gets more edgelord with every iteration <laughs> by the end player. of it they look like a fucking rock band <laughs> everyone's got hair everywhere like the fat guy is just like i think this next fat guy that does jokes and is not very effective is going to be an elvis impersonator yeah Cap like, captain sings player and elvis is player Random percent same person. Yeah, and like, and then the protagonist character is like, "I'm going to re-roll to get telekinesis and a badass ponytail." Like, it's they're just they're just becoming more World of Darkness with every adventure, but well, essentially playing the same characters every time. You all act like there was a coherent timeline to the. So here's Thank here's you, how this works Thank for me. You. Is like they're like, all right, so we're playing like Trailer Cthulhu, but we're playing Cthulhu Dark at the same time. So like, you go to the next leg of the journey, but I haven't actually plotted it out. So now we need to roll. Let's see, you're on the mountain, and now you're on 
Oh shit, I got mountain again. Uh, you're in a different mountain. <laughs> and you're here for the uh, roll demon, uh, roll pagoda. All right, so there's a demon pagoda in the second set of mountains that you fell down the mountains to get to. Like, it's just, it's literally just like some kind of. Um, like journey RPG where every the threat character is fire and it is contagious. Yeah, right. every character <laughs> you meet, fire. every enemy that shows up, all of the setting you just roll. So you just see yeah, who can right, let's how many disease. We, we yeah, how many set pieces you can survive is like is like your score. You're like, all right, we made it through seven set pieces. That's better than the last run. That's our high score. So, so are the giant monsters and bats and stuff? Did the, Extraneous? The yes. I, I, I definitely want to talk yes. about the fire bats because those because like that's the first thing that you know like shit is not normal is they they, they after those know, are those are not traditional fire those bats. are not okay. traditional okay. fire bats real uh, real quick question yeah were the ghostly tribe aliens I can't yes. remember they were aliens yes. but also demons yeah uh, it is right. a mythos pile up so, like so that's that's what I thought demons, I, cra- demons crashed into aliens and ghosts and now we have demons and aliens are the same thing uh i just want to be clear right. mr wang is totally that npc who has magic powers that you foreshadow too much yeah. <laughs> like, yeah he starts he starts turning on lamps with a fucking feather duster and everyone is like well that motherfucker's magic don't uh, screw with him like yeah. i can't wait to see how that comes up later <laughs> um yeah so like the first that like they have these fire bats, and at first they're these cute little CGI things, and then of course they start attacking. And they're ti- they're like fruit bats. They're not even fruit bat size. They're very tiny, but they're, they're, they're like, like smaller. They're like hummingbirds are smaller. Hamster yeah. size. Yeah, they're hamster size. But when they touch someone, they turn into. There's this ghostly blue fire that do the is. Bats die too. When yeah, they I wanted to say this is a terrible defense mechanism <laughs> yeah. because the bat burrow into people and set themselves on fire. Like, how are you supposed to survive that? Is this like bees dying? Yeah, when you're I like the, it's I clearly like the a fact swarm. that the bats could dodge bullets, but not a swung right? AK-47. Well, okay, oh, have you yeah. ever seen have you ever seen Ninja Warrior with rain? Ninjas can dodge they can dodge thrown weapons, they can they can dodge bullets, they can dodge swords, but like this girl in a in a Honda just fucking takes one out. <laughs> if it's uh, over a certain threshold, it doesn't activate their ninja senses. It's going too slow. Uh yeah, and then the, it just burns the people alive in a matter of seconds, like down to their skeleton, and then the skeleton becomes ashes. Again, Speaking super which, gruesome. I'm surprised they showed skeletons in the movie. I thought that was like a huge taboo. Yeah, I in, get it. Uh, well, there was a regulation about it, and I think all these regulations um, uh, uh, censoring movies in China are actually really about political content. Because I know, like, they outlawed time travel stories because yeah, they use yeah. time travel stories to criticize. Yeah, there was the no time level. travel allowed in China while I was there. It was really upsetting. Yeah, um, well, I don't think it's skeletons. I think it's zombies. But there were zombies too. Uh, where, 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 where were there zombies? Where were there zombies though? There were corpses. Yeah, there were there were corpses oh, hanging thought... from the ceiling, but that's not too. Sorry, we get to I watch a lot of really bad foreign <laughs> films on Netflix. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we get through that, uh, and then, yes, and there's also just... like fire bats do feel like a random table thing, like a list of animals and a list of elements. Yeah, no, it's definitely a random table. Like it's... we're gonna end up with the wind anteater if we're. Here's my question: too long. Yeah. Are the fire bats in the same life cycle? Like, are they the same creature as the dragons that go stomping mm, around? I wonder. Like, no, 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 if, if so, China's in for a real fucking problem when those <laughs> things mature. Because there was two hundred thousand of them left by the end of the movie so like it's gonna be like a kaiju 
infestation, just a kaiju <laughs> swarm. I don't. I think That's the problem is they had CGI left over from three different movies. <laughs> fire bats. They had the fire bats. They had the quote unquote dragons. And then they also have the werewolves at the end. The red yeah. howlers. Uh, yeah, the red howlers that come different. out of graves. Yeah. So like there's, there's no coherency here. It's just like, oh, well, we made a rig for a bat. And it's like, cool. How can we put that in the movie? Let's change yeah, its color simple, to red. Here's a simple gamifying tip. Yeah. If you have IDs that you don't use... Recycle them. Use them elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, here's the thing. Like, what it is is they're playing like D and D, right? And they've got the miniatures, and he's like, "Look at, he's like, fuck, I've got like a bat swarm, I got some kind of lizard, and I've got a werewolf. How can I make these fit to aliens? <laughs> demon aliens. They're demon. all demon, demon ghost aliens. Alien scientists who all died and are now also ghosts. <laughs> yeah, the whole now you're fighting a fucking uh, reaches into the model box and pulls out a werewolf. You're fighting red howlers. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's actually how the original D and D worked. Is uh, <sighs> like a lot of the iconic oh. monsters started because, like the the rust monster was some random like dollar store. Uh, uh, cricket yeah the thing. daiso kaiju yeah. pack yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um so after like all of the non unnamed characters get killed and then oh the, my god we're not even through like the first yeah, chunk of the where yeah uh the uh, and as we mentioned the the four characters wake up at the bottom of a canyon uh, how did that happen uh they find the demon pagoda and then cornell west uh secret archaeologist guy uh that's how i'm always going to refer to him now uh, professor yang <laughs> jeez none yang. of you learned the names <laughs> i learned i learned hubai and i learned weiwei cuz i'm secretly cheering for her to survive the movie the whole time oh yeah, yeah. Adorbs. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he's like, we need to turn on the Demon Pagoda. And the our hero and his daughter are like, oh, all right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that playing seems like a the game uh, for the early part is Captain Sun. Yeah. Like 100%. <laughs> I lay on the demon fire candle. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, when they when they start activating it, like the sky opens up and there's an energy <laughs> conduit from the other universe, and it's like all the all these ghosts appear, and like all it's a major cutscene, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, this sounds bad. After that, I think I blacked out. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, are you describing the plot of the movie? Or are you asking a question? <laughs> yeah. I wanna, uh, can we can we flash forward? Because I just remembered. So we were talking about um. Uh, characters like all have like really weird skills, but it, it's okay because they're in the secret Chinese like <laughs> army thing. Yeah, yeah. Like later, um, uh, Weiwei, right? She uses her um, modeling skill back when she was like a professional idol <laughs> to, to like because there's like mannequins, right? They're like hiding in oil town, and there's mannequins, and she dresses up as one of the mannequins and oh uses her God, Van Damme right. face to convince this werewolf that she's she's one of the things. So literally, any skill can be used for anything as long as the GM's like, yeah, sure, that works. <laughs> Why not? God. I spend a fate point to model my way through this. <laughs> right? I, I blue steal the red howler. Oh, yeah, no, it's literally fate because she, she messes it up because she takes a picture and, and like it hears oh, the camera. Oh, she gets a fate point so, the compel. fate point if you take a yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah take the compel. Um, the compel is like addicted to photography or I must chronicle Shutterbug, this or whatever yeah. is her aspect. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. That's, That's a yeah, really good demo of how. Okay, uh, so now it's time to touch on something I wanted to 
to touch on. Yeah. Everybody's costumes were, like, really fucking on point in this yeah, movie. I agree. Like, everyone was so well accessorized and, like, <laughs> color-coordinated and just but, dressed. But as the film goes on, they get progressively cooler. Yeah. I know, like, right? That's the best part. Like, they go from, like, uniform and bowl cuts to, like... To like trench coat, about ready to drop China's tail. hottest album, like, yeah, on like a desert that, like, cover, like the, the head of of like Bureau Seven Forty Nine, like Director Han. That guy, yeah. that guy looks like an ice cold badass. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then the glasses guy, like oh, yeah, yeah. Don, leading Don, the expedition. Yeah. Oh dude, man, that I want guy, a poster of him on my wall. Fucking, like, this is the younger guy. That guy this is the oh. yeah. That's actually... It's the younger, sexier party, is what it is. <laughs> uh, actually, the whole production uh, design of the the movie, like all it the gets sets, younger look great. and sexier as it goes. Uh, I mean, yeah, the costumes were great. Uh, the uh, but the sets were actually really good looking too. Yeah, like, like, like I even love the CG. Oil like yeah. I've seen bad CG in in Chinese movies before, and like across the board, this was a, this was an okay movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, the movie gets progressively wise, cooler. At, at, well, it doesn't get cooler. The movie switches <laughs> to cooler movies as it goes through. <laughs> like by the end, if we could have an entire movie of shooting ghouls in a abandoned Manchurian oil town, like that's a Delta Green game. I would play. Yeah. Like okay, I'd be thrilled. To do it. I, I was gonna save this, but but Caleb brought up Doctor Chen, uh, yeah. Doctor Chen Dong Yang's uh, assistant that that leads the second expedition at the end, and yeah. that guy has play of the game for the entire movie because <laughs> he. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna describe this Jack Burton bullshit because <laughs> he gets knocked off a roof. One hand catches the ledge, and then with his other hand oh shoots God, a red right. howler with a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just up there. Yeah. He's yeah, just and then he chilling. Goes, he's, and he doesn't even, like, when he gets to the point where he thinks about killing himself, he doesn't get ready to let go. He puts a gun to his head while still one-handing for, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, Here's got... another crazy thing I noticed, because I've seen a lot of stupid <laughs> Hong Kong movies uh, where they... I'm glad they misunderstand archaeology much like we do in the West. Uh, but Thanks, Indy. Yeah. But apparently, if you're a Chinese archaeologist, you get proficiency in RPG. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> uh, what was that movie with, like, the hopping courses where Chow Young-Fat is Professor oh, yeah, Bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just shows course. up out of nowhere with, like, double-fisting RPGs to blow up zombies? Like, yeah. It, it is, like... Apparently, whatever sister them running is like for some reason, if you have a proficiency in archaeology, you get like ninety nine percent in RPG heavy <laughs> weapon. Like when the RPGs come out, they're no longer playing a tabletop game; they're playing the original Doom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think what it is is like actually everybody has a supply of points that's kind of like fate points or edge mm -hmm. or something, and like when you spend them, you just get to succeed at literally anything. <laughs> so I don't think they had a lot of those points. The player is just like, oh, I'm going to burn three edge to um, kill everything with these rocket launchers that <laughs> we had at some point. But that's how you the re how you get point is having minor characters killed off. So that's why they have oh each of these expeditions. Oh, uh, characters for yeah. the minor like, character oh, god. Yeah. Oh, so oh it's slasher God. flick. Yeah, it's yeah. slasher flick. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of okay. it's kind of an ensemble play. I thought that last battle in the oil town actually rem rem reminded me sort of like an XCOM scenario, like an endless yeah. Life. Oh man, yeah, yeah. like uh, a lot of moving positioning against endless hordes of monsters. Um, mm. But yeah, so our hero. 
after the captain's son sacrifices himself, uh, well, he doesn't sacrifice, so he just stops the fire, and then of course everything. No, starts... no, he blows himself. Yeah, he he dies. Dies. He's himself. They happen in very he quick dies. succession. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's yeah, one after the other. Captain Sun. Uh, they sings... finally realize shooting swarms of bugs with AK forty seven bullets isn't the most effective tactic. <laughs> yeah, so he grabs a bandolier. You can't grenades. kill with an AK isn't worth trying to kill. <laughs> And this is remember this is in the first half hour we have we introduce we are introduced Captain Sun he's the comic relief and then he does the right thing to stop the demon pagoda from awakening or whatever and then he grabs a bandolier of grenades and goes out like a boss singing a folk song <laughs> yeah uh, singing a Captain workers Sun. anthem yeah God, I I would have so played Captain Sun he is he I is was, my totem animal uh, look you were both Captain Sun and Elvis you were that player character yeah. no one here even questions yeah. that yeah I realized the game was bullshit after my first character died and so my second character i just put points in dodge and perform music now that caleb and... realized we're playing cthulhu dark yeah <laughs> i respect um what's your character's name fatty what does it matter <laughs> fuck you yeah, just... I'm your long how do you know this we were childhood friends i buy him a steak we're, we're best i buy him a now. steak at the restaurant oh i questionably Listeners, own you may I'm not gonna, realize I'm... this but caleb is perfectly describing how the character of fat yeah. is introduced i'm gonna i'm gonna serve him tea while he ups his library use skill and hit on high schoolers that show up to the library oh apparently because uh, no, she's, she's a high game. school She's a high school teacher. She's a high teacher. school teacher. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. just thought she was a high school Also, and Fatty's hit fair. points are through the roof because Fatty gets superhero thrown against walls no less than two dozen times <laughs> yeah. by, like, psychics, ghouls, dragons, yeah. explosions. That man just also, splats also Fatty, against walls. Fatty yeah. successfully deployed the oldest tactic in the RPG asshole handbook. You don't have to outrun the dragon. <laughs> you have to outrun the other players. Yes. Well, oh my god. You have to understand that like my two favorite fatty moments is the fact that um while the the guy is like having his brooding monologue about all these books he's getting like fatty like successfully has a contentious relationship with a woman moves to a romantic yeah. relationship with a woman they move oh, in together yeah. they're dancing and then they tearfully break up because he's like oh yeah i have to go adventure so she can't all, come in. all in the background that. of what is essentially a 45 minute long exposition scene and then later later when they're being chased by the werewolves and every where it is dying he's like i have to get away but running is not efficient enough and the gm is like all right so what do you do and fatty's like i find a bike <laughs> no no no, no. Fatty... finds a bicycle like, and that's somehow you know, sufficient to, to get away i have fatty, no fake fatty point found... left, so yeah Fatty found a bicycle, but also the only unchained bicycle <laughs> and just ganked the, the only, only working one. working bicycle yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah fatty is is mvp of the game like i i can um, hear the player in like com like invoking that now it's like i spent a fate point to find a bunch of chained up bicycles but one of them is unchained and functioning see ya suckers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, can see the other player grasping that logic where he's like i want to use a bicycle too no 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 they're chained, no, they're all chained. i just get on fatty's bicycle it we reminded me of that community that episode where abed is in, in accepting the background of every scene having his own narrative yeah, far away like, Delivering, yeah. helping. Yeah. I, I was so invested in Fatty's story. I just wanted to stop all these monsters and like chosen one bullshit. 
<laughs> see what was going on with him. Yeah, like, like while 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 the camera is following uh, Hubayi at Miskatonic Library, <laughs> the, uh, like Fatty is just having a life. <laughs> Fatty goes through like an entire like wardrobe outfit because he cuts he sha- everybody else gets long hair but Fatty's like no I'm a rebel so he like shaves his hair down yeah, yeah. he goes from Elvis <laughs> to full blown rockabilly by the end of the everyone gets cooler as the movie goes on <laughs> yep. it is the, the sole rule of the film yeah. nothing else makes sense if you level up cool, you get additional cool, cool goes on an upward gradient and all yeah. <laughs> when when love when, uh, when love interest uh, girl Yang Ping returns she has like taken a level in ice cold badass yeah she's gotten a blowout on her hair she's wearing a badass leather jacket she no longer speaks in anything but clipped con- like angry people call her shirley ironically yeah and she's basically wolverine yeah. oh my God. like she went from that she went from like a chinese propaganda poster girl to I, I don't know, a, a World of she, Darkness character. No, yeah, she's a, a different of... Chinese propaganda poster girl. This is like, <laughs> this is what westernization will do to our women. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, I didn't even think about that. But that that's a They'll movie. get super long, scary nails and superhero jump everywhere. Yeah. This is why lipstick is bad. you anymore. This is why lipstick she went, is bad. She went, yeah, she went from having no makeup and she was gorgeous. And now she has like the, the western, like, yeah, this she's is, got like bam. the more open eyes. She's this got is the, why, the red lips on. coordinating coordinating your coat and lipstick and eyeliner is clearly a mark of of uh, degeneracy. Yeah. Okay. Also, during the forty five minute exposition scene, though, Doctor Cornell West act. comes back. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever explain why he crawled one thousand two hundred miles through a tunnel? No, I think I think he is. just teleported uh, to that. Tunnel. No, not only did he crawl one thousand two hundred miles through a tunnel, it took him several years to crawl through that tunnel. It took him three years to crawl no, through no, no, that no. tunnel. I, I, I think the implication was that he teleported to that tomb and just crawled out a short distance because they're from the Tomb Raiders. Uh, is tunnel. that really the? I think that There's was my lot. my understanding of it. Like, is that he had no like he? They make a point of like, how did he get there? As well, he clearly you know teleported. It's like how the guy got out of the no, water. No, in the first but place. that's the thing, Ross. Yeah. You're left with your interpretation of yeah, it because yeah. they don't give you one. <laughs> they, don't, they don't offer you a single damn thing. Like, yeah. My my interpretation is that he found a tunnel and crawled through it for three years <laughs> and ended up because. <laughs> Because Shirley is just like, well, yeah, that bitch is obviously possessed by the ghostly tribe. And then it turns out it's true. But then the doctor is just like, yeah, he came back, too, for reasons. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> no, no. We, we actually do see one instance of on-screen teleportation when, and I'm sorry, listeners, for the word salad that's about to happen. But <laughs> when Hubayi is hallucinating that he's back at the pagoda with ghost Shirley and she stabs him. And then he, oh, like, yeah. stab teleports back to the main action. <laughs> and well, he goes the down the fun little bus slide. And yeah, I forgot about this. The fun little bus slide. I was like, oh, that's nice set design. Like, whee, down the bus. Like, uh, well, well the also, Shirley she... uh, teleported. Well, I mean, Yang Ping, who became Shirley, uh, was found inside a tomb. So she teleported <laughs> so is... inside the tomb. This is becoming an Earth I... scene novel. Yang oh, Ping, who is Shirley. I'm yeah. having trouble following this again. This Weird. is just like watching the movie all over again. <laughs> no, the best part the best part is when the demon lady is like, I will teleport you, but literally the one thing you can't do is kill Shirley. And he's like, Oh yeah, sure, that is exactly not why I'm teleporting and back to Oil Town. I promise. Yeah. Uh, well that's the only way he can save the world and his friends. 
uh, because uh, I like it. Otherwise, yeah. ghost alien demons yeah, will very... enslave humanity again, like they have in the past, as we all know. Well, and like the only reason why he's able to kill Shirley is she already used up all of her bullshit immortality points, like saving yeah. people from the, the fall of the cavern. <laughs> it all uh, which we don't find out about until later. Yeah, this yeah, is so... an intricate tapestry, and the it, fact that it, you it, can't it, see it is no problem of the movie. There are layers upon layers. Um, I wonder if the books are like adequately translated. I, I want I'm to kinda, read these i do too it's such a like it's such a cinematic mess that the book must be good right <laughs> uh well apparently according to wikipedia that this was not a good like adaptation of the books like they are you telling me idea. they don't get cooler as, the and books as we all go know on? wikipedia is yeah. never wrong uh, yeah well i don't know i mean i mean we've all seen movies where the the, the original they 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 took quite great liberties with the uh the the original work so uh, I mean, I agree with Faye, though. If you want to make a bad movie, there are way cheaper ways to do it than <laughs> what Chronicles of Their Ghostly Tribe chooses to do. Yeah. It is like the most expensive hot mess I've <laughs> ever seen. And you only I, do that if you're trying to adapt something, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Uh, like, because, okay, so since this is like an adaptation of a book series, I imagine that they expected this to be like a blockbuster masterpiece because mm -hmm. you don't you don't just adapt a series with like one movie. well i guess you do never mind look at aragon i take it all back <laughs> no i refuse to look at uh, aragon yeah <laughs> aragon started out a hot mess though i mean the dude like literally gets a magic spell that functions as an alarm clock instead <laughs> of like you know getting an alarm clock <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too much work but we haven't, yeah. So, yeah, the the whole second act, the whole exposition scene we're talking about is basically um, the main character wakes up, he gets uh, assigned or basically kidnapped by uh, Master. Where are Ryan. we in the movie? How we're, much we're, is left? So, my favorite, one of my first uh, favorite parts of the movie is actually this sort of first super maudlin scene where he's on the train. <laughs> oh uh, god! The and tweet. he has basically yeah. this intense flashback hallucination survivor's guilt of like yeah, Captain Sun oh, yeah. and all the dead guys oh, uh, and he's just like oh, and then he's like oh I'll join you and he's like oh no there's a different people yeah because he's seen, yeah. he seen them all once again yeah uh, and I cannot stress how great this is singing a, a worker's theme just yeah, like with an accordion uh, Hey, yeah. can anyone find the soundtrack to this movie? <laughs> God, <laughs> half of it's got to be Maoist worker songs, and that is fucking hilarious. The other half is insanely, like, overblown, maudlin, yeah. like, C-pop, and then everything <laughs> else is Maoist worker songs. Like, so, I feel like there should be some sort of rule or game mechanic for, like, whiplash tonal shifts. Like, ah, you're doing an right? action-adventure comedy, and then, oh, no, now it's super tragic. Now we're back to mystery thriller, you know? like okay so yeah. how i was saying like you roll for like what set piece you're in now yeah, and like yeah. what enemy populates it and you also roll like like what's the problem like demon mm -hmm. pagoda or we're all falling down <laughs> you also have to roll for like how you play the scene oh right? yeah so like oh what, yeah like yeah. you roll and you're like oh this is action comedy or oh this is modeling character development oh, there's or, a tunnel table yeah yeah a yeah. total oh, table. Oh, oh yeah, when the when the fucking uh, ghouls eat an entire elementary oh, that was pageant, so dark. you have to play it like as a comedy. So yeah. you have like the fucking gag with you know the guy oh. trying to grab the girl's hand and stuff. And by the way, they went back to that gymnasium and there were corpses strewn from the rafters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So, just just think about what happens off screen for that. There were before they got there ghouls. <laughs> crawling around the rafters, tying intricate knots 
yeah. to like suspend all the corpses and make oh, it look oh, all oh, crazy what? haunted uh, house. Uh, a yeah. ghoul can't have a hobby, Caleb. Is that that's also these these are ghouls. Well, one of them got fooled by a woman pretending to be a mannequin, so I do <laughs> doubt their rope work. Yes, <laughs> I, I question their intelligence and ability to do that. We went over they're that. Not terribly smart. Listen, listen, Caleb. The ghouls have fate points too, <laughs> <laughs> and they spend them all on scrimshaw. Yeah, human scrimshaw. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Well, the we thing wait. is, they're 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 kind of you. You said ghoul, but they're they're called red howlers in the movies, and they're kind of these werewolf ape uh, with ghouls because they're you can like see if their the monster spines. from Big Trouble in Little China was quadrupedal instead of bipedal. Yeah, they kind of move a little bit like an ape, but they can run like a wolf, and they have snouts like a wolf. But their spines are sticking out of their flesh, like you can see the 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 vertebrae sticking out, and they're very. It gruesome. looks like it's painful for them to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why they're so angry, really. Isn't, uh, isn't yeah. that true for all of us? So they're, they're nice. apparently, the and also the Unit 749, the secret archaeologist team, uh, thinks they're werewolves because they're, all their guns are, <laughs> we find out later, are uh, oh, armed yeah, with silver bullets, bullets which oh, do yeah. nothing. Like, they <laughs> unload all kinds of machine gun fire into them and the RPGs with direct hits, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. Um, I, I missed that part that they actually had silver, silver it's bullets. It's just one line. Attention. It's just yeah, one, cause, one cause line. Fatty notices them and, and is like, ooh. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, the, the hero gets kidnapped or gets assigned to this library. And Master Wang, who is, yeah, very obviously an alien person with secret powers, uh, is secretly giving them all these, uh, the Dr. Cornell West's, uh, the, the secret archaeologist, all his articles about the secret civilization. So he gets all the backstory. Yeah. Um, and so that's uh, sort of the Mr. Mr. Wang is basically a cross between, like, Gandalf and a uh, Lovecraftian scholar. <laughs> well, he, he's yeah. um he's that monastery that Doctor Strange goes to. Like oh, that's yeah. exactly the vibe I got. Yeah, it's, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's not even a library; it's actually a tomb. You yeah. just perceive it as a library. Yeah. Well, uh, no, it's it is both because the books are real and the tomb is. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's the crazy part. Like, apparently everyone who goes in there for a library is just walking into a tomb. Like, yeah. including random high school teachers. Like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, but they're they're fine with it apparently. Uh, they, they they just keep a lot of books in this tomb. Um, well, I mean, they, they you also... think there's some Chinese high school student who's like, I tried to do my paper, but but it, the library I... is a mausoleum now. I can't really explain <laughs> it. Like it's <laughs> no, that's just accepted. That's just how it is. Like that's a common. I didn't do my homework. The teachers are like, oh yeah, the mausoleum again. Yeah, the old mausoleum gag. All right, so, the mausoleum in the library. We also goes. do cut back to you and some. Uh, and they find Shirley, uh, who's in a tomb, and she is, you know, really weird and mysterious. And then they also find Dr. Cornell West eventually. And then they're they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. What the hell's the plot? Uh, uh, from what I remember. Wait, okay, yeah. so bits and pieces of this movie this is a hard movie to remember let me just say that because as we said quite accurate as, as i think multiple of us came to the conclusion separately that this is at least three movies if not more yeah yeah so wasn't there something once the demon pagoda got activated where it's like ah the 63 demon lords are going to be released on the world and well, you'll have to defeat them all 
And then, like, I, I nothing. That. <laughs> well, yeah. because it was mm-hmm. partially activated, a bunch of the monsters awoke. That's why the Red Howlers are now okay. uh, All right. Around. So just the Red Howlers came and, out. Well, and that's how Shirley got possessed. Like, or uh, Ying yeah. Yang became okay. Shirley. But, there were, but yeah. to be clear, there were also monsters tooling around before the pagoda was open. Yeah. yeah, but they yeah. left those forever ago to protect the pagoda. So the monsters were localized. And then yeah. when they oh, half yeah. opened it, the monsters went everywhere. That's why we have the scene of Oil Town getting. Yeah. Uh, Did you also remember. notice that verticality made no sense in this movie? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I'm telling you, that's what like, the random tables are for. Like, like of whatsoever. Like they go into a mountain and then they descend for miles and then they pop out at the top of a mountain range. Yeah. Yes. The, Haven't you then, ever heard of uh, the hollow hollow earth theory? Yeah. <laughs> I, assume, yeah. I assume they were in the hollow earth. Was that? Yeah, that's hollow hollow earth. You go into one inside the earth and then you go into the mountain. Mountains again, but then they go to a mountain again all the way down to the demon Dakota, and then they descend down a fucking ice shelf, and then they descend down a fucking waterfall, and he's still at the top of a mountain somewhere. (laughs) It's a hypersphere, it's hollow (laughs) earths that lead to other completely different hollow earths that Uh, overlap. Flat, you've heard of flat earth, but now get ready for escalator earth. (laughs) Um, This is, yeah, this is tesseract earth. Yeah, is it like Red Queen hypothesis? Are they gonna keep going down? to stay in the same place like uh-huh. i'm pretty sure that time cube explains <laughs> so unit 749 is also looking for our hero uh and it eventually shows up because the he was part he was hit with a fire bat uh but he he jumped in the waterfall and so that uh, it apparently reacts like normal water or normal fire you can put it out with water snow should have stopped dropped and roll that was their problem yeah man. yeah uh but he got mutated somehow or his bones are all weird and the really? the x-ray pops up on units yeah nine. he did there's a yeah, bat well, face what? in his shoulder now yeah Ross, oh, I hate how committed you are to causality. I don't think you're truly <laughs> investing in this here. I thought, okay, well, I misunderstood that scene because I thought that 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 he was like always part of the ghost, whatever. Well, no, or he's something. he's a descendant of Prince Yi, who is the human God. hero who Damn. stopped it. Uh, yeah, and that's you that, see, it's yeah, it's and it's Prince Yi is also magic yes yeah. he's magic yeah, but but he's guys, human. obviously he's chinese fire. magic yeah. fire back contagious magic. fire is an epigenetic trigger <laughs> for latent super saiyism it's obvious <laughs> yeah uh, oh my god that's it that's exactly it. like okay it, the fire bat is you make a save if you fail you die if you uh, but and the only way to save is the natural like 20 seed, you if you get a natural die. 20 you become it's- a superhero it yeah. is literally a mythos pileup. Like being yeah. burned by Shoggoth blood awakens your <laughs> memories from when a Yith possessed you, and then it remembers your ancient, like fucking werewolf ancestors. God, fuck, damn, God. <laughs> so, so the main character by the end was double special. Yeah, he was. He was Jack Carter. <laughs> he was Jack Carter. He was. He was. Uh, he was. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of things. Um, but he meets up. He translates directly to Jack Carter. Also, the Chinese <laughs> government is really nice in this movie because, the, like, the secret archaeology unit when they find our hero, they're like, about? "Hey, the Chinese government's always nice." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna put you in a prison camp. We're just gonna help you uh, <laughs> find uh, the Doctor Cornell West went missing again. And... Yeah, because we because we let him out on a mission and he immediately fucked off. <laughs> yeah. And 20 grad students couldn't yeah. keep track of him. Yeah. Uh, 
Look, okay, if they're 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 already grad students, and now they're like grad students in, in like the secret Chinese army. I'm pretty sure they're hungrier than they are worried about their professor. <laughs> oh, no, oh I God, think they would be the be- better, pretty uh, good. You know, grad students are starving everywhere. Everywhere, Ross. Oh, it is okay. the constant. Um. So his uh, uh yeah. So they send out a new expedition uh, with Shirley. Who uh, makes this Surely big thing who about once was Yang Ping? Yeah, but says, "Oh, I remember you, but I don't trust these other people, so I can't. I have to pretend I don't know you." Um, and then let's see. Of course, Fatty comes along, and he's uh, become more badass uh, than the glasses guy, uh, who's the second command of the units. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Chen, and then old guy uh, who has the the great camels. I uh, remember they're all riding camels oh, for this. Yeah, those are some good camels. They are good camels, and then God, a bunch. I'm glad of- old guy made it too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he had the right idea too. At the very end, he was hiding in a barrel. I'm gonna hide in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, that, well, those monsters are pretty I dumb. Spend, I spend a fate point to keep hiding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this character list is Weiwei Erasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, and Weiwei. Sorry, Weiwei, who is introduced, and she is the. Um, She's like a uh, a photographer soldier. Yeah, yeah. She is and the Wei object. Is... She is the object of Fatty's perving. Yeah, uh, Wei yeah. is like is very pretty. So I, at first I thought I was like, oh, so Shirley's is is evil. She, she's going to die. Yeah, so Wei Wei, Wei, Wei is being presented as like an alternate romance thing because yeah. she's she's way into like, Ubai. Yeah. yeah. Weiwei is the kind of character that I'd play in one of these situations that a has same, absolute, right? <laughs> absolutely no combat expertise, but is like, hey guys, can I play in your military simulator? I don't know anything about I'm guns. A, I'm a photographer and, and former model. <laughs> wait, I, wait, I joined this wait. Arma server to play Pokemon Snap. <laughs> wait, wait, weren't you actually a photographer in Red Box? Yes. Like once or twice I was. Uh, like the kind of shit that your I Gate Nine character was also a photographer. Games. So yeah. oh yeah, you were, hey, you were like I was an a photographer in Gate Nine. I was a explorer. photographer in a, in a Delta Green. Fate. I was an accountant in Delta Green. Like I'm all. <laughs> Uh, well, no, she, she does have some combat. She does know you. She does shoot an AK, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think, everybody I think she, can shoot AKs. Yeah, okay, yeah, the simplest gun to master. Yeah. Um, so they go out to Oil Town, which we previously showed was the site of a horrific massacre that was covered up or something. If, if you're if you're wondering who runs Oil Town, it is Red Howlers. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> covered up. It's just the entirety of um of the Oil Town disappeared because it had a plot force field around it. Force field. It's a too. literal force field. Yeah. I need you to, to understand, clear, listeners. It's a to, literal force field. To yeah. be clear, right before the billboard, which says, Welcome to Oil Town. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. They're gonna I, fucking translate for you every <laughs> goddamn time you say okay. this. Okay, okay. Which you've really keep, gotta appreciate. I know I keep keep making the low-key Mad Max references about Oil Town, but <laughs> I have to say one of my other favorite scenes that I forgot about is when they're on camels, but they're running away from, like, a Fury Road sandstorm on camels. I I think, here's what I think happened. I think they color-swapped the same CGI for the fucking avalanche. There's a lot of people trying to run away from natural disasters and failing in this movie. (laughs) That's a good point. Like, no less than two times. Like, I think they just palette-swapped the CG from the avalanche (laughs) with, like, brown. And it's like, all right, make them run away from this now. I don't know. Well, no, they added the camel, 
so that would have changed a little bit. So uh, <laughs> because they, the actors on a green screen running yeah. on camels. Yeah, yeah they, you put the camel in front of a green screen, and then you just do the same thing. I really think that was like the GM's way to get the plot moving. Like that's his like, <laughs> all right, massive natural disaster pushing you towards this now. Like. <laughs> Um, you're being, well, he you're has being to do that because Fatty is is deliberately invested in stopping the adventure. Caleb, <laughs> I think I think what happened was he went too hard in the paint in the first act, killed everyone. They had to make new characters. Then he let them do what they wanted to do, and there was forty five to an hour of dithering and exposition. <laughs> And he couldn't handle it anymore. I mean, and so now he's like, all right, you're going on an expedition, and there is a sandstorm, and you are now at the dungeon. And so, here we go again. So what I'm thinking is there's there's two exclamations for Hubai. Either Hubai is the GM's character, like he's also playing <laughs> like he's also yeah. playing a character, like and he's like, All right, well if none of you are gonna follow the story, then my character gets everything. Or or it's the GM's boyfriend. Right, oh, yeah. that's the character. So, like, the only one that survives, the only one that's special, the the one that's like a reincarnation of a prince. Like, come, come on, connect the dots. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, I have another, I have another idea, uh, which would be um, uh, Hubai is a NPC, and the point of the game is to be all the entourage. Like, none of the players are actually the hero. They, is it? It's about surviving. <laughs> Uh, oh, surviving near, uh, close proximity to a main character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! So it's kind of like a reverse slasher flick. You know the slasher; he's your friend, and everyone <laughs> near him dies. Can you? How long can you survive? Uh, uh, and, and yeah, you can you can play certain things to like keep your keep yourself closer to to the kind of protective field by mm -hmm. say saying you're his childhood friend yeah but you don't want to get too close because if you get too close you get killed obviously because you mean you, you're too important yeah because to. commanding so, officer was the wrong play yeah, yeah. so that's that's how Weiwei survives because yeah. she goes i'm a potential romantic interest but it doesn't go anywhere exactly because you know his true destined loved uh you know mm -hmm. very, and that's why yang ping dies is because you know it's so, she's true destined run she's, yeah mm -hmm. true destined yeah. i mean to be fair, the, like, most of most of what Yang Ping does is die. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, two, three times, right? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, yeah, we okay, she, the, she dies when she falls down the thing because everyone dies there, and she right. resurrects herself. Um, she dies and in the movie when she gets shot. She dies when she gets possessed. It's yeah, that's like yeah, three we, deaths. We, we didn't even get into the whole back cosmology of like uh, the aliens. So because it uh, doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Mean the cosmology. Uh, okay, so, cosmology so implies like some sort of structure. Okay, okay no. Before we get into deep theory, let's at least wrap the plot. So okay. we have like the third act cluster fuck city like fight in the in the remains of Oil Town. Which yeah, the is, monsters show up. They show I like how we're still kill. trying to make this fit the like first, oh, yeah. second, third and act then, like, kind of thing. Basically, it's like uh, Hubai disappears into the the secret passage back to the demon pagoda and is told to totally not kill uh yang ping because then it's bad and he's well, like yang yeah, ping sure. is asking him to open or the surely the, the, like, yeah, shirley's ghost, open the, the ghost shirley is asking him not to kill actual shirley because that will kill yang ping and he's like no yeah that scans and then she stab teleports him back to the fight and then after fight he they have a romance moment, and he kills Shirley, and then that solves everything. 
Uh, also, when she dies, when she's dying, she changes costumes back to Young Ping. It's not just yeah. her yeah, face changes right. or like her makeup goes away. Hey, hey and I'm, am I wrong? Was it just the top half of her that changed? Because uh, <laughs> her like... pants looked the same. Like <laughs> her, her, uh, she became she like a sort of character centaur. <laughs> she got knocked <laughs> sprawling back to level one. Yeah. Um, oh but they have God. that last tragic moment where she remembers who she is, and except maybe not because he puts her in the resurrection coffin by the way don't forget about the resurrection yeah. coffin that's a thing that's and then he hears, and then he psychically hears her explain in the last three minutes of the movie that she the whole plot of the movie that she's a descendant of the ghost tribe and that she had resurrection powers and that's why they didn't die when they fell off the cliff back in the first 20 minutes don't, for, don't forget that like mom knew she was going to die because apparently being a demon oh, yeah. means <laughs> that you die at 40 yeah. somewhere between 40 no, and 50 yeah 40 or 50 yeah, Really, they don't really give you have a rage. Yeah. She knits, she knits yeah, one yeah. sweater for every year of her daughter's life, somehow knowing like Yang Ping's exact measurements. <laughs> yeah, she, she, as she makes some, some rad ass sweaters. Well, that was like, her demon is... power. That was her special power. Knowing you know, yeah, sweater sizes. Dead. But like, yeah. you can predict. I swear to God, that scene is lifted like shot for shot from like a completely different like anime. Mom with side ponytail dies of cancer. <laughs> oh, sure that's not just like a a, a trope. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not yeah. like an East Asian trope. Is that yeah. what you're saying here? Yeah, yeah. 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 East Asian tropes. Yeah. Why do they have such a dang hard on for like these love interests that end up dying at the end of the movie? Well, they love tragedy. They fucking love maudlin things like that. That is a. Uh, I mean, it's basically motif. the end of X three. He kills evil Jean Grey, and then <laughs> if, if y'all are if y'all are um, just tuning in yeah. right now, uh, we're making sweeping cultural generalizations. We sure are. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I've watched twenty at, at least twenty look, Chinese uh, look as, as movie drama guy, action movies. I don't have clearly, to worry about that anything makes me I ever say. <laughs> Yeah. Look, it's as stupid as any Hollywood blockbuster, except they just refuse to hide. They don't hide their melodrama. Like we, yeah. we yeah. we're ashamed of it, and they just like, like I no, I, I want this. To, it's like this in Bollywood. They just if it's melodramatic, it's going to be melodramatic. Like, I, I, will AF. Actually, I will I will fight for this movie. Like it wasn't will good, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching this movie because it was batshit, but it was slick batshit. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> there were literal fire bats. Yeah, uh, like I say. It, like you can make a shitty movie for way less money than yeah. this. Like, like this, it is. Uh, it is this, fun to watch. This and, is superior and, and, in every way to every this Michael Bay movie made in the last twenty years. Show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, this is this. It was highly entertaining. Uh, it's definitely worth watching because yeah, we we barely. I mean, we we sort of touched it's, on everything, but you, it's the kind of movie you have to experience because so yeah, it, there's there's so there's stuff we haven't. Uh, 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 there's know, a just, lot yeah. to unpack. Uh, in this movie. There is a lot to unpack. Um, yeah, God. Uh, so we need to think of what what kind of things would you gamify for this uh, that we haven't mentioned. Honestly, already. I like I like inverted slasher flick. Is one of my <laughs> yeah, inverted slasher flick. Is, I think is one of my favorites. Any of any yeah. game that any game that doesn't involve uh, like rampant party death is wrong for this movie. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I do yeah. like the campaign structure of like a. Milk toast, completely uninteresting protagonist who just happens to be the chosen one, <laughs> and your your party's goal is to have more interesting stories around him while trying <laughs> to survive uh, as oh, obvious oh. NPCs. Oh, like, okay, yeah. I have I've got an idea. 
Uh, okay, so it's basically Dungeon Crawl Classics. You start with, like, a shit ton of just NPCs. There's the main character, who is the one that has the everybody dies proximity aura. <laughs> uh, and the goal of the game is to, like, get through with with as many of the surviving NPCs as you can, and they're like a resource you have to spend to progress through scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the way I see this is as a heroic... Um like escort quests like since he is the chosen one like he has to solve whatever problem is waiting at the end of the adventure but like you have to spend your npcs wisely to get him uh-huh. so you're like oh he's gonna die by fire bats in so, so NPCs uh, are well the i okay. hold them off by exploding myself with a belt of grenades or um so no wait you just do it like the very beginning of oregon trail all right so yeah. instead of buying bullets and food and axles and shit you're buying like all right we should get three love of interests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are powerful resources. We need at least two fat friends. And he legit he legit dies when they fall down the cavern. So they were like, oh man, we spent so many points on this this main love interest NPC. I guess we have to sacrifice all her extra lives. Okay, no, no, we'll back to life. No, it's fine, because we'll flip her, we'll face heel turn her, and that will bring the main cast. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that'll give us more points so that we can buy more NPCs. Yeah, no wait. And instead of, instead of picking occupations like an Oregon Trail, you pick the culture the film culture you start in. So like <laughs> if you Bollywood. All right, we start with ten musical numbers rather than the typical one. Uh, if you if you pick uh, like Hong Kong melodrama, you got you got love interest coming out your ears, but and heroic sacrifices, but you're really light on like combat skills or something. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of a resource game, I could also see this as sort of an indie storytelling game. So it's kind of like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I see everything it's as an indie it, it's it's game. like the life it, story man. of Fatty. Like he remember what was his life even before he was introduced in the movie he, like we, when we see him he's in an elvis costume uh yeah his his uh <laughs> he's in an elvis costume he's singing about genghis khan in a restaurant where the waitresses are dressed like maids I, and okay. he has enough money <laughs> to- and, and he's a high school gym teacher yeah so oh, and, okay, and yeah. it's the favorite restaurant of a literal god yeah. like a literal <laughs> thing that breaks space time he goes so, there to eat all the time yeah. Hold, yeah hold on answer me this question for some reason i thought that fatty was like the proprietor of that restaurant he, he might have been that. like oh, I, thought, I thought i thought he was just yeah. the, front, the, the the like musical act that that was no no because because he orders a steak no problem you can't do that on a high school teacher's salary <laughs> order food yeah. that's hard truth uh, <laughs> so what was Fatty's life beforehand? And then Ordered he has that food like some fat cat. <laughs> okay, my fa- my favorite interaction in the entire thing is when Hubai is like he doesn't want to buy dinner because like he can't I'll, afford it. I'll get tomatoes. And so he asks he asked the and the bread. server. And oh, he goes like, God. "Do you have anything cheap?" And she goes, "Oh, peppers and potatoes is cheap." And he's like, "I'll have that." And she goes, "We don't serve that, you fuck." <laughs> yeah, that, that waiter was mad. Yeah, she was great. Um, yeah, I, I, I was, him repeatedly, and that it was, was real. Really I, I was very much like with Hubai when they're like, "The bread's free," and he's like, "I'll oh, have that." I was like, "God, I, I know those feels, Hubai." <laughs> free. Yeah, yeah. Hubai, Hubai as like poverty researcher was. Really 
really tugging at my heartstrings. <laughs> um, but I think, like, and then Fatty has that whole romance in the second act where, you know, the main hero's researching shit uh, <laughs> that we barely get hinted of. And then, you know, at the end, he becomes, like, at the end of the movie, Hubai is like this, I'm going to be a treasure. I'm going to be a Tomb Raider. I'm going to go find out what happened. And I'm going to go on adventuring. And uh, Fatty's with me. He's like, oh, I guess this is my life now. Like, I guess I'm going uh, along because yeah. my entire complete human arc that was happening that you were totally paying attention to, my longtime friend. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapped up. I've seen monsters, yeah, well, and I can't go back to normal, you know, normalcy now because I've I've been attacked by red howlers. Like, oh god, you know. Um, so like, yeah, Fatty's like a resolved character at that point. Like he's he's had his whole holy shit. Like, how old is that guy actually? If he owns his own restaurant, is singing as like an Elvis impersonator, goes through a whole like love story, like. What does he have left to do like, as yeah, a human? Fatty, this is Fatty walking out into the wilderness to die helping his friend. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Like, I think is... that Fatty is actually like some kind of like roadside like travel god yeah. or something. Oh, oh yes. my god! Never explained that he's the avatar of the fool. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. God. I bet That's they weren't exactly even childhood friends. Is. He just glommed onto him retroactively. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. he because keep in mind, Fatty owned a restaurant where he could be an Elvis impersonator during the Cultural Revolution. Like, oh, fuck. His buddy was out in a Maoist work camp, and Fatty's like, what if we just did Western songs but made him a Genghis Khan and had made outfits? And, and the party's just like, yeah, sure, that's great. Here's your license. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, like, I mean, so a game where you're, like, filling in the blanks for these minor, for these secondary characters, and trying see, to, and it's not even about winning, it's about, like, what's the most interesting story so it's like a storytelling game yeah uh, no i think i think it's actually both ross i think yeah. that's the beauty of it is that it is the slasher survival like yeah, hero yeah. follow game but while that's going on like the way that you save your characters <laughs> is by having mundane fleshed out human experiences of love yeah. and work and loss yeah that's 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 the mechanic is um because in every scene the gm is like all right here's how you die and the literal <laughs> name of the literal name of of the rule is I'm too interesting to die now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's it. The first part, the first part's a tutorial. What do you do if you have no background? Mm -hmm. Well, you die insanely. And then the middle part, while the protagonist is in a training montage, that's when you're like, all right, you better have a bunch of mundane life experiences. Yeah. While the, while the, the protagonist, topic. yeah, while the protagonist is building up research points, like you're yeah. gaining all these points, having human experiences, well, so like, they can spend them later, going like, I need to, oh I need to God. finish my romance. Man's heart, so I I'm too interesting to I'm die gonna, now. I'm gonna get a dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like um, you build up the, uh, like bond points with other yeah. players. Holy shit! I and love like the the, the the super badass Doctor Chen from the the last thing. He had he had bonds both being the professor's like former assistant, and clearly he was wanting in on that Weiwei action. Yeah. Like there was something between those two. Yeah. Uh yeah yeah uh there, I mean to, for Weiwei there's not a lot of choices left at the end it's like unfortunately <laughs> for her yeah uh the other woman is the, dead the uh yeah, let's so, hear. so now all the everybody's gonna creep on Weiwei that's yeah, how yeah. it goes uh, God yeah it's it's either him the old guy or Fatty so uh yeah she's she's not got much left um God yeah that's I, I like that um. 
And they also, like, at the end, the Union 749 is like, all right, yeah, you can go on your way. We're not yes, going to yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> drag you back into our secret apparatus of researching aliens. That doesn't shit. sound right. Yeah. That well, what it like was exactly is it's like the end one. of the night. The GM's tired. There's no more pizza or beer left. And he's like, yeah, what? Fuck it. Whatever. I'm done playing this game. We're doing Shadowrun next week. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. Um so yeah, anyways, uh we got a lot of uh, gaming ideas from it. Um if you I'm to... still a big fan, even though it only happened once, of stab teleporting. Stab teleporting <laughs> was a really good I like it, it, it it's sort of also an escalation mechanic because it's like you have to be more dramatic, you have to keep building up. So like in that scene it's about uh, oh, can you get yeah, we didn't even mention like the whole reason the alien wanted the demon pagoda so they could be awake. I totally or no, forgot. Freed from the curse, freed from the spontaneous Yeah, so they would no curse. longer spontaneously combust between forty and fifty like people do. And then, then Hubayi was like, Yeah, but you're gonna enslave humanity and she's like, Oh, you humans. <laughs> she's like, That's much. a small that's such a small oh, conceit. Come on. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Her response to it was basically to just raise her eyebrows and be like, eh? I mean eh? it's I mean it's like Maoist China, like like, yeah. like, what's the real difference here? <laughs> Aliens, Red Party. Uh, oh my oh. god! I don't think that's how they would interpret it. Uh, <laughs> it's more, yeah, no, she's clearly an avatar of the West. Like she's representing Western degeneracy, you know. Like, yeah, so he has yeah. to, he has to, to nine mil the uh, the Western out of her. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, that yeah. Oh. so that she can die looking like she's from a Chinese work camp in the seventies. Oh yeah, retain her purity, God. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, that got wow. dark. Yeah, that, that's some yeah interesting. <laughs> I <subject>. hate it. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. Look, Weiwei still gets to enjoy being the the snappy photographer. And, yeah, and Weiwei is a the true hero of this show for Weiwei me. Weiwei is the really. hero. Yeah, get in that tone shift because we <laughs> have roll, I roll impersonate mannequin. Yeah, a lot of also the the the, the uh, minor uh, you know secondary guard characters in the expedition, like I said, they get like just chewed up by those red howlers. Yeah. I mean, we don't see any blood, but like I, I fucking I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what Weiwei and Doctor Chen and Camel Man like are. I want to know their further fucking adventures. Those people are interesting as hell. Yeah, see, there we go. There's the storytelling of the secondary characters. Like that's yeah. What what's their next assignment after that? Like, <laughs> um. So yeah, um, I think I know. Yeah, the firebats definitely the the saver become a hero. Uh, death attack. Oh, we we barely mentioned the Godzilla thing because there's a whole extended scene uh, when Yang Ping is taken away by the dragon thing that they See, have. I got a much more, I got yeah. a much more episode that... one vibe of like there's always a bigger fish. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, so like we don't even know why the dragon's there, or what it, what role it's serving. Look, uh, why are dragons anywhere, Ross? Well, the role, the role was to, to take Yang Ping back to the Demon Pagoda by yeah. swimming back up the waterfall. Yeah. Because it's a dragon, and you dragons can swim up waterfalls. Apparently, That's canon. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but, uh, with her in, yeah, the Red Howlers. Oh, I also noticed all the Red Howlers seem to look identical. They're just, you know, copying, pasting one model, except towards no, no, the No, 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 no. There's a, there's yeah, a leader, yeah. and you can tell it's a leader because its sideburns are bigger than the other. All <laughs> oh, right, they had sideburns. <laughs> Uh, I, I think there were a few distinct ones. They just weren't super well distinct because there was the one with chains, yeah. like the the, it had the chains one with the chain collar. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
everybody accessorizes in this movie, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is all about coordinating. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's like one d four accessories per character level, something like that. Yeah, uh, but like they're all always. You, you don't get any sort of mishmash like Kingdom Hearts, where it's like, well, what the fuck is your costume? What <laughs> what happened? Who? How many people tried to dress you? No, these people. Like, it's all. It's all. They looked good yeah. in this like, movie this is some, like this is some well good costumed enough, good enough that like take note if you want to dress yourself nice <laughs> yeah surely surely was rocking that re- little red riding hood like red cloaked coat uh thing yeah, like, fatale. it was like a um, short jacket but with like a massive red riding hood yeah yeah that 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 works. Yeah, this, don't yeah, forget but, her hair. She completely redid her hair. Like yeah. it, it's like long and wavy now, and she's mm-hmm. got the bandana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then good yeah. shit. Uh, and, and, and like and like Weiwei had a nice little scarf and and her like hat. Yeah, she was <laughs> she was rocking. And she uh, put on a different hat when she was doing her modeling. I'm telling you, fa- <laughs> Weiwei weaponized fashion. <laughs> uh, no, good points. Good points. Um, any final thoughts on the the movie or gamifying it? Uh, what a mess! Uh, everyone <laughs> should really, even everyone should watch movie. it. It's entertaining. It, it is, is a yeah. very entertaining like, movie. Don't watch Steven Seagal movies. Watch this. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah, yeah, put it on in the background because there'll be weird shit that happens pretty regularly. And if you miss something, don't worry about it. It didn't make sense anyway. <laughs> and if it, should if, they put it on in the background though? Because like, if they mean, aren't okay, paying first, attention, it'll learn, be like, wait, did another like, movie start playing? Rent, that, like, that's the best way to watch it though. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, is it a tragedy because now? Because the answer but... is yes, another movie did start playing within this movie. <laughs> Nothing makes any sense. Yeah, I think random tone tables is an absolute necessity. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so <laughs> this has been Chronicles of Ghostly Tribe. Um, I'm probably going to watch Mojin at some point just to see. Because, again, it's based on the same. Uh, there's another movie on Netflix, Wait, Mojin. Is, uh, I think I've seen that one, too. I, I watch a lot of foreign films on Netflix because they're very fun. Yeah. <laughs> They are. Uh, uh, and I think Mojin is also basically exactly like this. <laughs> Weird. Uh, but, yeah, it's a different film production company. I think it's a different book from the se- uh, same series, but different book. Yeah, but in our in book. our RPG gamified version of it, it's literally just the first expansion book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a supplement. <laughs> Um, so yeah, something please important. look forward to it on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next time.